The Hall shoot save. Smith the rebound stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Out of the net, extra passing. Smith settles, his shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the. Get back at it. Tomorrow we'll be over at T-Mobile Arena for the game against the Detroit Red Wings. And then we're at the very end of the homestand. Seven games going by. Saturday night, Alexander Ovechkin. And then on the road for four. A big couple of games. How big, in your estimation, are the next two, Wallace? Well, I mean, they're, you know, they're big. For the Golden Knights, for a, a number of different reasons. Number one, you're sitting just one game over 500 on home ice. You want to get uh, that back up to a couple of games over. You want to start banking these points without Mark Stone in the lineup. You've got to find ways to pick up wins. And right now, the Seattle Kraken are still two points back. The LA Kings still two points back. But for the Golden Knights to keep that top spot in the Pacific Division, they've got to win games. They got some help last night. They did from the Edmonton Oilers, who are now just five points back. I was actually watching that game wondering who I should be cheering for because Edmonton's coming. Uh-huh. Seattle is right behind you, uh-huh. but the Oilers have the best player in the world. However, the Kraken have this storybook season going. So I was going back and, back forth. and yeah. forth, as you can tell, trying to figure out who I should legitimately mm-hmm. have rooting interest for. I went with Edmonton okay. just because they were further back. Yeah. Was I wrong in that? Yes. Yes, you were, because part of me is still wary of the Seattle Kraken, like whether or not this team's legitimately for real. And um, as much as I don't think you want to be tied with any team in points at this, at this stage, I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to be a, are, are going to be a problem. I think Connor McDavid's hitting a stride. You, you get a Vander Kane back in the lineup. That's more secondary scoring for you. I think, but it doesn't Edmonton, solve any of their outstanding I, issues, which are the I, blue line and the goaltending. I'm aware of that, but they they can outscore their problem. Like if the Seattle Kraken can outscore outscore their problems, the Edmonton Oilers can do it. Okay, who's a better team, Seattle or Edmonton? I I feel like they're similar, right? I just feel like there's proof of concept with the Edmonton Oilers. Like they've been to the playoffs before. They've figured out a way to kind of turn their so game up. So that should be the team that I was rooting against. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you were you yeah. you got it wrong. I would have gone all in on the Seattle Kraken. The good news is no loser points in this one. Nope. So there you go. Who's the team that uh, that everybody should be worried about the most? Is it Edmonton? Is it Calgary? Uh. Like who who among this list of Seattle, L.A., Edmonton, Calgary, would you not want to face in the playoffs the most? 
I, I think if you're looking at it from the Golden Knights perspective, yeah. I, I don't know that I want to see LA in the first round. They dominated the game. Um, so I, that's so LA yeah. is number one. That's the team that you would least like to face. Yeah. That surprises me. Why is that? Well, who else? We got the three more teams. <laughs> All right. I'll go LA. I'll go Seattle. But that goes against what you were just saying. I don't, I don't buy Seattle, but if they make the playoffs, I don't want to face them. All right. I'd rather not face Edmonton than Seattle. I, I disagree. And the reason being is, as much as you want to address the needs of the Edmonton Oilers, I don't think you can address all the needs of the Edmonton Oilers. And as much as Connor McDavid can go off and Leon Dreisaitl can go off and the scoring is there, if I don't believe in their goaltending and you're talking about the Golden Knights and there will be rush chances, I think the Golden Knights can score on the Oilers. And you no, have uh, you have faith in Seattle's Yeah, goalies? I was going to say, I, I think you're scoring off the rush on, in either one of those. No, LA, I, Seattle, I, who's next? You guys are getting distracted. Um, I'll go Edmonton, then I'll go Calgary. Wow. So the division winners during the regular season last year, Calgary, is the team that you would most like to face out of those four, is another way to phrase that. Mm -hmm. And Edmonton, who won the playoffs and got to the third round out of the Pacific Division, Mm -hmm. is number two on that. Yeah. That is surprising. Chapman, where were you on that list? I'm actually with Ryan on Los Angeles. I I would not want to see them uh, for a variety of reasons. A, they've They've beaten the Golden Knights twice this year already. Uh, so have the Oilers, but I I, I would so go Seattle Lo- beating them once. Los Angeles, Edmonton, Calgary, Seattle. Look, if I'm picking one of them, I want Seattle in the playoffs. A because I have zero faith in their goalies, especially if it's a guy with the initials MJ. Oh, you're in not going to play Martin Jones. Come on, <laughs> I mean, you, we, you, you we kind of have to, right? That. No, you don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, start- yeah, yeah, they do. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, yes, yes, they do. Okay, maybe a game, maybe game one. Trust me on that. You may get to face both <laughs> along the way, but right now they're playing Martin Jones. There's, we. I just did a podcast on this with uh, with the guys at Ingle Mag, talking about the the numbers and Jones numbers, mm-hmm. like the deeper numbers aren't terrible because we we're we we're having that discussion. Logan Thompson's in. Logan Thompson's in the All-Star game. Who's the other goaltender mm-hmm. going to the NHL All-Star game in the Pacific Division? We'll get into that in just a little bit, but here is the director of player development for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's Will Nickel on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What's up, Will the Thrill? Darren, Ryan, how you guys doing, man? Uh, we're doing really good. Uh, how are the Packers doing? Oh, wow. You're just going to start out with that, well, huh? Well, you know what? You know what? They, they gave me a little hope there at the end, and then uh, Marty's, uh, Marty's Lions uh, took it to us, and, uh, yeah, it was a tough ending. Tough is, ending, that's it, for sure. So. Is the disappointment exacerbated at all because you lose to the Lions? You know what? Honestly, uh, I, I actually wish that the Lions would have gotten in. Uh, more than the Seahawks, uh, I like fan bases, right? Like they've yeah. got a, they've got a legit fan base. They've been through a lot of uh, of lean years, and uh, I actually wish it would have just been a true playoff game. I would, yeah, I uh, wish. I, I would have liked them to have moved on, and uh, I like the direction they're going. You know, obviously it's tough as a Packer fan, but 
they're doing a good job over there. For sure. the, the Lions with more hope than than my team would crush me. That that's just the the way I put it. And I put them to head to head because you yeah. phrase it uh, that way. So uh, that 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 would would really give me a, a struggle. Yeah, you also got to understand as a Packer fan, there's some history there with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks knocking us out yeah. uh, a few years in a row when they were on their good run there going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, that, that plays into it too. Hey, I, I, at least I mentioned your name before I said the Packers because I was I was just gonna I was honestly just gonna start with let's go to the phone lines. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was going to start with talk, that. You talk real smart when we're on the phone, but first I was going to say that. So. <laughs> no, and people should understand. I love Will Nickel. He is like yeah. the top three nicest people in the world that I know, and I will still chirp this person. It's that's just right. part of my that, DNA. You know that's, that's you know what? I don't know if anybody teases me anymore than Kelly McCrimmon, and uh, he knows I enjoy it too. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, uh, what's your your life like uh, going through the holidays, uh, where we've got the World Juniors going, and now we've got uh, some meetings. All organizations are are having meetings. So, with the amateur yeah. and the professional side, yeah, it's been a great couple of weeks. Always is post Christmas Boxing Day. I flew um, from Wisconsin, where I'm based, uh, out to Halifax, and as I'm sure you guys have discussed, we had four of our prospects, uh, and they were in Halifax. They weren't in Moncton, so it was actually really easy for me. We had Carl Lindbaum, the goaltender there, the starting goaltender for Sweden. Uh, we had Mateus Epovalov and uh, Jacob Urbanitz on uh, the, the Czechia team, and we had Zach Dean on Team Canada. So I, I got to see them each play three times in the first four days, which was great. That was enough you know, for what I do. And then from there, uh, I went and saw some other prospects, uh, came home for a couple of days, and then I came out last Wednesday, and like a lot of people, uh, had uh, had the flight issues. I had a five-hour delay on my way out. Um, but I've seen Henderson twice. It'll be three times tonight. Saw the big club three times and uh, was part of the amateur meetings and now part of the pro meetings. So it's been a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Uh, you at the World Juniors with those four prospects, uh, because players are – with their national teams. Do you have any yep. access to be able to talk to the players? You can, if you yeah. want, uh, what Kelly and George and I have always kind of gone by is you, you leave them be, you know, at that moment, uh, be respectful of, you know, their team. It's a big stage and everything, but since saying that I've got, uh, such good relationships with these kids, like Brabantz came over to watch team Canada one, one day when they were off. And, uh, he said, are you here? I said, yeah. I said, Oh, I see you. So, when they take the initiative, like I saw Carl Lindbaum under the same circumstances, then obviously I'll say hi uh, and see how they're doing, see how their holidays were, all that stuff. So Now, when you're kind of watching these games, you're obviously assessing where they're at from a, from a skill development perspective, but also in dealing with the pressure of that tournament. Uh, what, what were some of the things that you saw that you liked? Well, I thought Zach Dean got better and better as the tournament went on. Um, you know, he's got versatility. He can play center. They played him at wing. Um, so that was great. Obviously happy for him that he won the gold medal the day after his birthday. Uh, what a birthday present for him. You know, Sapovalov and Verbanitz, uh were the number one and number two center on a very good Czechia team. And if you watch them close, uh, Sapovalov shut down when they played Canada. Both times they played Canada, uh, he shut down their big guns. And that was very impressive. And he's 18, right? This is his second World Juniors. He played last summer. Uh, he's playing this summer as an 18-year-old. So he'll play again next year. Um, 
Verbanix, I thought, was excellent as their number two center. Had a little bit more offense at times. And, uh, boy, Carl Lindbaum, uh, I, I really wouldn't, I almost wouldn't count that last game, bronze medal game, because it was such a heartbreaker, uh, that semifinal loss. And uh, up until that point, you know, he, he really did not give up much at all um, and uh, had an excellent tournament. So, yeah, you do. You know, it, it is a big stage. And uh, so is the Stanley Cup and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you do. You want to see how kids play on those big stages. Um, you know, you look to see if they play the game uh, that they've been playing or if they try to do something different. And, and all of our kids, you know, I felt like uh, did what they had done to that point. They didn't try to be something that they're not, and uh, they all they all did really well. Sapovalov, he was great in the draws. Uh, was the report that I was getting? He was. He was. I, I believe he led all uh, forwards in minutes, um, and he was excellent on faceoffs. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to be excited about with with all of our young prospects, but obviously those are the four we're talking about right now. So, so Lucas Cormier, and we're chatting with uh, the director of player development uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, Will Nickel. Uh, Cormier was there in the summer and uh, part of that team, and then he turns professional and uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, give us an update uh, for those that can't get out to uh, the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, watching this kid in his first professional season. Well, I, I, I often say, you know, if you're the opposing coach game planning for him, you better make sure your team knows when he's on the ice because he doesn't force the offensive part, Darren, but he has such a natural uh, ability to get involved offensively uh, and just kind of get into those seams, be in that second wave. He's got a very good shot selection from the point. Oftentimes his shots get through. So those are the things that are going to stand out to you the most. You know, from our end, you know, Kelly McCrimmon and I had a conversation with him um, a little, just about a year and a half ago uh, at the end of training camp in 2021 when he was going back to Charlottetown. And we really talked about the importance of being able to defend. And um, I always talk about that story with Lucas. You know, Lucas could have gone back and he could have been like, yeah, whatever, you know, and he could have just been all offense. And he would have played – all the time. Uh, he chose to buy in to the message that we sent, and he really zeroed in on being able to defend better, defend the rush, defend down low, and become more of a complete defenseman. He's a competitive kid. Like What people don't understand about him and don't know him, he's a really competitive kid, and he takes a lot of pride in what he does. So uh, he's, he's a fun one to work with. Is he a player where we detach like hockey sense to uh, that, no that can just see, see no it all? That, because that, that's yeah, what I hear when you talk. Yeah, great hockey sense. And what I like is like so. If I'm a young defenseman, uh, I'm 10 years old, and I come out to watch Lucas Cormier. He he does things. He lets the puck work for him. So even though he can skate the puck out, and and sometimes will you know because that's the best option. If he has the option to move the puck, he moves the puck. And sometimes, as you know, with some of those smaller offensive D they love to try to go you know coast to coast or whatever if he can let the puck work for him he does and he understands that that's actually going to open up more offense for him but yeah he's got great hockey sense with and without the puck you know one player that I think a lot of Golden Knights fans are are curious about and and, and anxious for is is Brendan Brisson uh what's what's his season been like down with the Henderson Silver Knights well, overall, he's had a really good season. It's had some some ups and downs because of injuries, uh, and he missed some time because of injuries. 
Um, but the, the last, oh, I would say 10 games or so, you know, he's really been able to uh, be healthy, stay healthy, and, and start to get some momentum going. Uh, he, he's got, you talk about hockey sense, that's definitely one of his strengths. Uh, he sees the ice and he thinks it at a very, very high level. He's got a very good shot, um, you know, and, and, uh, needs to, needs to use that shot. I actually talked to him about that this week. Uh, sometimes he's, he's looking to pass it a little bit too much at times, but he's got an elite shot. He's very good, uh, in that shooting spot on the flank, on the power play. And uh, he, he's a really fun one to work with as well. He's a competitive kid, um, hates to lose, very team-oriented, and uh, he's, he's just got really high character. Hey, when you say great to work with, do, yeah. you, do you get on the ice with with every, uh, these kids every now and then? Not or? as much. Yeah. yeah, not as much. So Scott Jones does our skating, skating and skill uh, stuff with the kids, and, and I let him do that. He's good, like... I always say, could I do the things that Jonesy does? Yeah. Could I do them as well as him? No. So I let him do that. Um, I'm, I'm more up top, Darren, and uh, I'll go down after the game and talk to them about their game. Uh, so when I say easy to work with, and this is a credit to Bob Lowe's and the amateur staff, they do such a good job during that process of, of drafting kids who have high character. So if they were not easy to work with, then they wouldn't be receptive. Uh, they wouldn't be open to teaching points, to how to get better. They wouldn't have that want to get better. These kids have a, a real desire to be their best. Um, you know, I, I don't criticize them, um, but I, I refer to them as teaching points, and you need to have those, right? Like, they, they need they, they have parts of their game they have to get better at. Like, that's, that's it. And I tell them, I have to be honest. I have to be the truth. Um, and we, we've got to kind of get into those conversations after a game. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm referring to is if they're easy to work with, that means that, you know, they absorb that information that you're giving them and then that they go out and they try to apply it. So, Will Nichols with us, the director of player development with the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you think it was because there was only 21 teams uh, around uh, back when I was draft eligible or a complete <laughs> lack of character as to why I <laughs> slipped through the cracks? I wouldn't say a lack of character, and I would say that you are you are a character. So uh, yeah, no, you know what? It's just not as bad scouting. All twenty-one teams just fired. So, exactly. They, it's, yeah, it's they just terrible. missed you, man. They just missed you. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it happens. Uh, broadcasting, yeah. uh, broadcasting's yeah. gain was uh, was hockey's uh, loss on that one. Uh, do you get yeah. down to Savannah at all? I do. So um, I, I told the kids if there are any of them. So right now Isaiah Seville's down there and Alex Swetlikoff, who we have on an American League deal. And, and Darren, you know me well enough. You, you know this. Whether it's a kid who's on an American League deal or whether it's a first-round draft pick, they're, they're our prospect. And that's how I've always viewed it. So I, I promised those kids that if they were in Savannah, they'd see me as much as the kids in Henderson. So, yeah, I've seen Savannah, I think it's seven times uh, so far since they've started. And, you know, they're, they're doing a great job. I'm glad you brought that up. Rick Bennett uh, and his staff have done a great job. Um, they're a first-year expansion team, and they had a great start. And then it's funny, you know, how injuries up top with Vegas affect Savannah. Trickle-down, right? Trickle so down, right? Total trickle-down. Uh, in Vegas, guys go from Henderson up. Well, we got to bring guys from Savannah up to Henderson, right? So, so Savannah's a bit gutted right now. They're missing, I believe, four of their uh, regular defensemen. 
they're missing Patty Gay. They're missing Daniel D'Amato. We're up right now at Henderson. They're playing tonight at Henderson. So it's hard to find guys, you know, midseason when you're at the East Coast League level that can replace those caliber guys. But they're in every game. They're playing hard. And Rick Bennett does a real good job of developing those players. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a real good addition to our organization. You know, you, you mentioned Patrick Gay, and that's a player that uh, I, you know, in seeing him in development camp, there's there's a bite to his game that, that oh, yeah. really does stand out. Where where are you at kind of with, with Patrick Gay, his game, and the areas he's going to need to focus on? Really happy with him so far, and, and he's a great example of why we had Savannah added to our uh, organization because mm-hmm. Patty could have been – fighting to get into the lineup. He could have been a 13th or 14th forward in Henderson, right? Same with Daniel D'Amato. Uh, we wanted to make sure they got to play, play the right minutes, play the right situations, right? So to their credit, they didn't bat an eye. They had a great attitude. They said, we trust you with our development. They went down there and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, and they were able to develop, right? And Patty has been up. Um, this is his second time up. Daniel's up right now. You know, Patty's got a lot more grit, I think, than people understand. Um, He got into a fight uh, on the road uh, right before Christmas. uh, I think it was on December 23rd, and he he did extremely well in that fight. He'll block shots. So I think people look at the stat line and uh, how many goals he scored last year, and they think, well, he's just finesse. Mm. He's he's a complete player, for sure. The things that he's got to work on is he's just got to – uh, continue to improve his his pace of play. It's gotten better, um, and just like a lot of these young guys at, at whatever position, defense, goalie, forward, they need miles at the pro level. You know, it's 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 hard, right? The American League is the second best league in the world, and uh, you need to kind of get some miles under your belt. You look at Zach Whitecloud, you look at Nick Hag, and it wasn't like they went right from Bemidji State or right from Mississauga to Vegas. You know, they spent a significant amount of time in the American League playing the right minutes, the right situation. They got those miles under their belts. And so when they came up, you know, they were they were much more ready for the NHL. I've been on a lot of fights on the road. I don't know what, why you're making such a yeah. big deal out of that. Oh, lots <laughs> yeah. of fights on the road. Yeah. Didn't yeah. win in them all, but uh, I also wasn't in a hockey rink. Yeah. Late, late nights. Um, uh, you're in. Uh, you're at the Silver Knights game tonight against. Uh, I will be the yep. Roadrunners. I will be. Yeah, yeah. I've Before been here for just over a week, and uh, I'll be heading out tomorrow and watching some college hockey this week. Okay, what, let me get back to Henderson. Why do you have a house? Because you're always in the road. <laughs> yeah, like you're always somewhere else. I'm on the road about 200 days. Yeah, 200 uh, days. Yeah. Jeez. yeah, So uh, that's just like that's. It, you know, Darren, it doesn't matter what it is when you're working with someone and if there's music or whatever, like in my, my opinion, George and Kelly share this is you need FaceTime, you know, and yeah. you need to spend time with that person in person. And so much of my job is trust, you know, so much of my job is trust. Uh, Tim Spelt has the best saying, like, if, if you want the kids to care about what you know, well, then they got to know that you care. So, you gotta you gotta be in person to do that. That's my opinion. You can't do that over the phone or whatever. So I do have phone calls with the kids, but I, I try to see each of the kids four times before Christmas, four times after. I look at how many prospects we have. You know, it adds up pretty quick. 
and so you're on the road a lot during the season. I don't think you have a house. I just think you invest in real estate. That's why. That, that, that's the way I call it. Uh, that's yeah. a great line. And I, I know watch Will. Uh, he works the office. He comes in. He talks to India. Uh, he talks to Garrett uh, and, and Nate. And uh, like we, we have this big uh, talk. And, and he just... he. He is such a positive person. It's a, it's amazing. No matter whether you're a prospect or whether you're part of the communication staff or whether you're me sitting over in in the corner. Uh, what are you watching for tonight when you go to this game? Give me a sort of a Coles note a notes of uh, of Will Nichols night. Yeah. So uh, obviously I'm watching our team. I, I, I won't really watch the other team. You know, oh, they, don't, they stink and, anyway. And the staff. That that's their job. They happen to be in town. Uh, right now, but even if they weren't, you know, when I'm here, I'm watching our guys. And it, it, it's really each individual, um, and I'm looking at teaching points that we've discussed, and are they applying hmm. those? I'm, I'm always looking at efforts, right? Um, I, I look at things like body language, if that has been an issue. It hasn't really been at all with this group at all, but if it has been in the past. So you're looking at all that. The biggest thing is you're looking for growth. Right, you're looking for growth. And the nice thing is, and Tim Speltz and I have talked about it, because I come in, let's say once a month, once every five weeks, it's spaced out. And Speltzy has said this: Speltzy's with the team every day. So sometimes he might not see things that I see. I always equate it to if you've known someone who's aging. Well, if you're with them every day, you may not see that they're aging as much. But if someone sees them one time. In January, and then they see him again in April. They might be like, "Oof, wow, I've seen some some changes here." Hey, Will. You know that's Will. That's you're... how it is. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring you into okay, that. Okay, thanks, thanks. Good, 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 good. But good. Uh, but so that's I think that's maybe a little bit of value that I bring. You know, when I talk to Speltsy about some of the things that I'm seeing. But the biggest thing is I want to see growth. I want to see development. And 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 Darren, I think I've told you this: development. It's not a straight up upward climb. You want it going up. But it's going to look a little bit like the Dow Jones, right? There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. But as long as those ups and downs are trending upwards, that's what I'm looking for. No, well, your portfolio is a lot better than mine. I can tell you that. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Will, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, always so cool to catch up with you. And uh, yeah. let's uh, let's connect uh, when you're back in town again. When yeah, you... I always enjoy it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Let me know what you need. And uh, I know you talked about how I buzz in and say hi to everybody. We, we, we have a, as you know, we have an incredible staff and you get mm-hmm. to see them every day. Right. Um, so I don't, so whenever I'm in, if I have time, I always like to kind of make the round to say hi to everybody and just check in and see how everybody's family's doing all that stuff. Cause I feel like we have a family, right? We yeah. have that VGK family, and uh, so I always enjoy seeing everybody. You ask about my kids all the time and, uh, and yeah. you bring Dave Gosher pens. Well, Dave, that's on Dave because he, as you know, you can verify, like he, he complained a lot yeah. on air about someone stealing a blue pen. So I, yeah. I guess they don't sell <laughs> blue pens in Vegas or so. I don't know. So, Oh, they sell yeah, them. He just doesn't buy them. When I, when I was them. at the Delta Hotel, they have blue pens. So I asked if I could grab some. They said, yeah, and I brought them to Dave for Christmas. How's that? That's amazing. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, yeah. buddy. And uh, I'm sorry about yeah. the Packers. Hey, I am. Oh my, oh my. Hey, hey, do you oh, think? You hold on. Sound like you're sorry that you brought it up. Be- before yeah. you go, uh, do you do you think uh, our, our buddy, the quarterback, is serious about uh, like taking his time? Because I think his contract's like forty million dollars. He's not turning that down. I think down. it's fifty nine. 50... I think it's fifty nine point five next year. Um, like seriously, what's who does he think we are? Like a bunch of dummies? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. I, I don't. Um, 
you know, he's obviously a real talented quarterback, but uh, I'm not sure if he knows what he wants to do, and that's probably part of the issue. $60 million. But, yeah, dollars. I, he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is where they're moving him, right? Like yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna. I think he's gonna play. I think that's for sure. I, I do think too. He's gonna play. I think Brady's gonna play as well. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. I'm. I'm thinking maybe Brady here, but we'll we'll keep uh, an eye on that one. Thanks, well, buddy. Well, it could. Yeah, it could. So, thanks, you guys. Say Appreciate to, it, and good luck tonight to the Silver Knights. Right? You bet. The win. Say hi to Spelty okay. for us. Okay. Thanks, guys. There's uh, Will Nickel, uh, director of player development with the Vegas Golden Knights. It is really cool guy to get into a conversation with Will because you can mm-hmm. go almost anywhere. Yep. He's a coach. Yep. He's got the education background and he's got the scouting expertise. Yeah, there's always a, a different layer or a wrinkle that uh, that Will drops in that that makes you think about development in a different way. And you know, we've had the conversation with him before about what development really does look like, and everyone. I think has this expectation that when you draft a kid at 18, all of a sudden you would expect that they're going to be at this level at 20 and this level at 21, 22, 23. And I think the the beauty of having Will on is, is to kind of understand that development takes some time and it's not always linear. And, and when you kind of grasp that, I, I think it gives you a better idea of, of maybe where some of these players are. We have a text coming in to the text line which is my phone number, uh-huh. yep. uh, from Dave Gosher saying that's, <laughs> and then a bunch of symbols. I can't make out, I can't make out what these symbols mean. Uh, he must have been pressing, uh, had keyboard issues, but it's, uh, that's some, something uh, and has something to do with the, the pens, I believe. Yeah, sure. But it is um, true. Mm-hmm. Will brought him a bunch of pens. Okay. That's, I mean, that's I, it doesn't surprise me. Will Nickel yeah. is a is a nice guy. Like I, I generally get the sense in talking to him here that he's a nice guy that doesn't need to be made fun of about the Packers. That uh, the the whole pen thing with Gosher mm-hmm. goes back to the preseason where <laughs> we would do our intermissions from Gosher's broadcast location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't have the big desk set up, and something like what we're doing on the road right now. Sure. Yeah. As we uh, battle through some technical uh, issues on the road. And so uh, I sit down and I would, uh, I grabbed his pen by accident. I was writing some notes and took it. And then Ashley did the same thing the next game when (laughs) she did the intermission. And it wasn't even trying to get it, Dave. Mm -hmm. It was just, there's a pen there. We wanted to do our stuff. So we did it. And it was chaos because Dave likes things the way Dave likes things, which I don't blame him. Sure. I'm totally uh, into that. And we weren't trying to get him, but we screwed him up. Why didn't you just give him back the pen? Well, I didn't realize it until later, and because I wouldn't stay, I wouldn't stay right there. Yeah, uh, I would just take off and watch the period somewhere else, yeah. and then go back. So uh, it it was inadvertent. Now it's fun. Did you return the pen at uh, any no, point no, in time? Nope. Nope. Wow. Nope. That's no. not cool. Be, uh, mainly because <laughs> Nighty said not to. Really? Because Nighty likes Dave getting a a, a little out sure. of routine. Yeah. 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 Uh, he he enjoys that very much. So that's that's the part. So I blame Shane, but it was not intentional to try to uh, throw him off. Now that is that we know it, right? It's good. And and Will Nickel, who Will Nickel's like uh, five corners of the earth, mm-hmm. and there's only four. <laughs> yeah. And Will heard about this. Got it. And brought in. That makes sense. In a little little envelope mm-hmm. with Dave's name on it. Nice. Made sure he got to it. Uh, can we take a break? 
We're okay to do that. Uh, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. Uh, we've got uh, the good doctor, Dr. Yes. Odell, coming yep. up today. We're going to talk a little whiplash. We are. Uh, with, uh, with the good doctor. And we'll get into news and notes, uh, some one-timers on the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. See, I could do this. Remember I tried to sing the anthem? It no. failed miserably. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but I could do that. Like, you're just talking. Yeah, I, I still think you couldn't do this. Really? Yeah, I don't think you've got the you're flow just talking. to do it. You're no. just talking. Yeah, see, I talk that, for a living. That right there proves to me that I, you, I could do it. You cannot talk on a beat, buddy. Gotta get the English accent, too. What? No, I'm not... You're complicating it. No, no. I'm just talking doing it. No, 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 no. I want want to hear a true Manitoba spoken word rap by Darren (laughs) Millard. I think that'd be great. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, we we, we sewered Lawless today. Uh, Lawless and Gosha were on the chirp. It'll be released uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Like midnight tonight, tomorrow. Uh, And we just took him down because we were talking about Who's the best Canadian team uh-huh. when you lump it into favorites to win the Stanley Cup? Okay. And he talked about uh, a little bit about Edmonton, but uh, didn't want to go Winnipeg because Gosher went Winnipeg, which is actually a pretty good pick when I you think, think about their goal. I'm with that, Gosher, that might yeah. be the money there. And, yeah. and, and they're, the way they score and the confidence that they've got. And Lawless followed up with, well, I don't really like any of them. Like you're, you're Canadian, <laughs> you got you got to pick you got to pick one Canadian team. You're no, Canadian, no. so uh, we we get further into it, and Gosher just takes them right. Well, actually, it was me uh, that uh, that takes them right down. Like you're Canadian, you're not picking a Canadian team. We're taking away your citizenship. Okay, so we, that's what we did. Uh, so we we revoked. Ryan, his, Ryan takes away revoked, the Bruins' top yeah, revoked original his six. Passport. This is unreal. We revoked his passport. He's no longer Canadian, and I am I'm sending out a massive tweet saying Gary hates Canada. So hold on, all this because Gary refused to conform to what you had the question be. Well, he didn't well, play like, along. Like there, there has to be one. Like when Darren was in charge of a top five and gave us four names, but there has to be one. <laughs> There's seven Canadian teams. Who's the best? Sounds like you're Stanley Cup. I can tell you who it's not. It's not Vancouver or Ottawa. It's not. uh, No, no, you're you're right. Or Montreal. Or Montreal. I I respect it. Like, it should be Toronto, but it's not. It's not. It's Winnipeg. It absolutely should be Toronto. It's not. Or it should be Edmonton. I'm I'm still on Winnipeg. Which is in there, but Edmonton, I don't know. I don't know whether you saw the Jack Campbell goal that he gave up the other night. Uh, Was it last night against Seattle? Because he switched equipment mid-season. Really? Manufacturers, okay. not equipment. Oh, like, wow. not a new set of pads, but a different manufacturer, which is unheard of in sure. goaltending circles. Yeah. Uh, unless you're like me and you'll take anything for free. Just give I would play it against Sports Darren over here. I would do it. No, no I'm high, not going there. I got to buy it from there. For him, yeah. goodness gracious. If it's free, I'll, I'll, I'll use it. So he, he switched, his, the team wanted him to switch manufacturers, and he finally got around to doing it, and he's wearing this uh, this new brand, and he went to catch the glove, and, for, and it happens every now and then, but it hit the uh, outside of his glove, right at the T, at the pocket, mm-hmm. and it went off the outside and in when he went to catch it. And it wasn't a very hard shot, 
and he's looking at his glove, and the pocket's all caved in because the puck hit the wrong side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's their guy? <laughs> and he's done everything, and he's actually playing okay, and then he lets in that? I'm still, still not on board. Who is then, mm-hmm. in the Pacific Division, okay. the second goaltender for the All-Star Game? Who should it be? Man, um... In the Pacific Division. In the Pacific Division. This is not an easy It was a slam dunk. Logan Thompson deserved it 10 times over. Yeah, I mean, like, going into the season, you would have said Thatcher Demko, Jacob Markstrom. It's certainly not either one of those. Um, I think you can reasonably talk me into Stuart Skinner or Phoenix Copley. Copley doesn't have the number of games. Number of games. Then I'm going Stuart Skinner. You know who it should be? Martin Jones. No. And remember it, remember when on. you gave me a hard time Come for voting on. for him? I know. You can't I know. put Martin Jones in the All-Star game? <laughs> but, but I'm telling Fast you. Fast forward six days, Martin Jones. But I, I, I've gone through it, and it, I don't. here's why I don't want to take Stuart Skinner. <laughs> okay. okay there's there's rationale here. He's a rookie. Okay. I don't want him soaking up Logan's thunder. He he, what, he had to be voted in. No, I don't, no, but he's still a rookie going to the All Star game. Darren, have you he seen would, he his would mustache? Be, I, I'm t- <laughs> it's a great mustache. Yes. Uh, I, I think that was actually their first child, not 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 Bo that was born the other day. I think the mustache should be considered their uh, he and uh, uh, Chloe's first child. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> situation is I don't want him soaking up the spotlight mm-hmm. as another rookie at the All Star game. From Logan, send Martin in, and uh, and then it guarantees Logan because Logan's gonna light that thing up uh, in three on three. It's gonna be fun. But uh, Pacific Division, every other division, there's options. So Pacific, the, it's hard. the The only problem with this is Logan right now is the only Golden Knight in the All Star game, and if you have Martin Jones in an All Star game, how's Logan gonna be able to score on him? They're playing on the same team. You have to have a moment where Martin Jones gets scored on by a Golden Knight. Uh, it's not going to happen anyway. That's unfortunate. Uh, not going to happen. Oh, we, we're going to take a break? Do you want to do that right now? Okay. And then in hour number two, I want you to explain what happened, why you were writing me notes during the <laughs> Will Nickel interview. All right? Would, would you promise me? You, I promise you, you yes. You will tell me yes. why you were sliding me notes yes. in the middle of class They're not while love I was either. trying to focus on my work, all right, uh, yes. which happened in the opening it block. Did. We'll be back with uh, Dr. Odell on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. This it? Really? Nice. Little Metallica coming. You know what this song's called? Whitlash. Let's chat with our buddy, Dr. Robert O'Dell from the Neuropathy and Pain Clinic of Las Vegas. Uh, we're talking a little whiplash today. See how we just package that whole thing together, doctor? <laughs> Outstanding segue. I know. I'm really good at what I do. Uh, tell me about whiplash. A whiplash is a very is a commonly used term for an acceleration deceleration injury. What that means is if you get hit from the rear and you're in a car, your head is going to go back, forward, and back. And what that does is it can damage the, the structures usually on the outside of the spine or sometimes on the inside. It can also happen at T-bone type accidents when you get hit from the side. Or if you're a football player or a hockey player, somebody, uh, you know, 6'4", 
220-pound guy comes up and hits you, and your body goes one way and your head goes the other. Is it diagnosed as uh, side, front, or rear whiplash? No, what you do is you, you uh, a person has neck pain, and then you can you work them up and see if it's coming from the discs or inside the pain, inside the neck, I mean, or normally uh, it's coming from outside the spine, which are the little facets, which are little little joints that are uh, what they call the posterior elements from the back of the spine. If um, the front of the spine is, is a fixed, uh, rigid, uh, not rigid, but it's, 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 it's uh, vertebral bodies, but behind... You can't have anything rigid because you couldn't move your neck. This allows you to move your neck, and the facets in the neck are flat. That allows you to turn your head from side to side. Uh, if you look at if if this is TV, I could show you on the uh, skeleton. The uh, uh, structures in the in the low back are more more kind of diagonal, so you can't turn your body as as far. Obviously, you have to be able to turn your neck to drive to live and everything. And and these are the structures that allow you to do that. So now that we have kind of a clearer picture on on how you would define and how you would you would come to to essentially get whiplash, how do you treat it? First thing is physical therapy, or uh, we have an electromedical device uh, called Synexus that uh, I believe it's in the uh, it's in the locker room of the uh, Knights. Um, uh, Synexus is a partner of theirs, and uh, this this is a profoundly anti-inflammatory and healing using electricity. If that doesn't work, um, and or physical therapy doesn't work, you go on and you can treat the cause of it. If it's if it's the facets, we do uh, uh, a nerve test at our clinic. Uh, if the nerve test is negative, it's usually outside the spine. We'll go ahead and, and do a diagnostic medial branch block. Medial branches are the names of the nerves that innervate the facets. So when you block those nerves, that can make your pain go away. And one thing I want to emphasize: a lot of people walk around with neck pain think that nothing can be done about it. Please see your doctor. I mean, see myself or your pain management doctor, because I'm telling you, treating facet-mediated neck pain is one of the most rewarding things in the world. It, it works so well. It's just it's uh, pure fun because it works so well. Do you uh, have a like a timeline if I've got an average case of uh, a whiplash, not super severe and not, uh, not the minor side, uh, how long it takes to, to make me better? Typically, six weeks of physical therapy, Synexis, or chiropractic will do it. Will do it. And by the way, a lot of people um, uh, talk about the cracking of their neck, and all that is is air that's escaping from the facets. Doesn't mean your neck is cracking. Yeah, but I... chiropractors do a very good job at that. Eighty percent of the patients with whiplash do not need to go on to advanced treatment. Oh, You're talking great. to a needle jockey and a gas passer here. You know. Uh, but I want to emphasize to people that many of these can be can be cared for conservatively. Uh, and insurance uh, that that falls under the insurance. Oh yeah, side of it? yeah. Good. This is widely covered. They did some beautiful studies in Australia in the eighties and nineties uh, on uh, lumbar and cervical facet syndrome, and it's it's totally mainstream now, thanks to those. Uh, uh, those leaders uh, way back then. Somebody's got neck pain right now. They might be dealing with whiplash. How do they get in touch with you to get better? Just call us at uh, 702-257-PAIN or 702-257-7246. Did I, hear a pian- Did I hear a piano in the background? Yeah, I'm at the Capos. I'm meeting with nice. some friends here. Yeah, I got off a little early. Yeah, I love I, Capos. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd never been here. They 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 had to give my passport to get in, but you know, here I am. <laughs> uh, well, we were dealing with passports yesterday in here. Uh, I'm a world traveler, so is uh, Chapman. Uh, Ryan Wallace. He doesn't go anywhere. But no, uh, but good luck well, getting back. I I'm actually uh, instead of being world famous, I'm locally unknown. But that's that's a joke. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, thanks, Doctor. Appreciate it. Be well. All right, guys. There's Doctor Robert Odell from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, track him down, and he'll. Take Take care of any neck pain. Yeah, I uh, I deal with pain in the neck every now and again. Yeah, probably uh, gonna go. And in the butt too. Pain True. in the butt. That's me. I'm I a pain know. in I the know. butt. Uh, I want to know why Chapman felt the need to write me <laughs> notes during the show. We will also get into how I got into trouble during my conversation with Will Nickel by talking him up, and now I'm in a bit of a bind. This seems to follow you every day. I know. Well, remember I said he was like top three people? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now I'm getting texts. Who's in the top two? Exactly. Oh, boy. And people think that they should be in the top, like one of the other top two. Oh, Chapman and I, we'll, we'll establish oh, your the, top two. You guys are not. No, no I, I know we're no. not in it. I, I, I don't want to be in your top we two. We will establish <laughs> who is or isn't in your top two. So now I feel bad because I'm having to basically dance around other people. You don't feel uh, that bad. Fast a little bit because they're they're nice people, but they're not in the top three. <laughs> that's for sure. It's the VGK Insider Show. Uh, we'll give you an update on the lines at Vegas Golden Knights practice today on Fox Sports Las Vegas.